The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. I have two guests today with me. I have Robin Brecker and Karen Lenzer. I am absolutely thrilled to have this conversation with the two of them. We'll dive into that in just a second. But first, some introductions are in order. Robin is an Emmy award-winning producer and leader in content development. So for 20 years, she worked for Oprah Winfrey, collaborating with some of the most brilliant thought leaders of our time to create programming that has impacted millions. Prior to that, she was part of the team that launched the children's television network, Noggin, and also lived out some of her green slime dreams in Nickelodeon. She has always been at the forefront of combining wisdom, technology, and storytelling to inspire and bring like-minded people together. Karen is also an award-winning television producer and digital platform innovator who has shaped content production and strategy for top TV networks and programming distributors like Discovery and AT&T. She most recently helped launch Discovery Plus. How cool is that? I love your obsession. Obsessed with finding new mediums to create and share stories that inspire and uplift our souls. And her dream is to create a worldwide digital platform that will feed and satisfy passionate seekers who want to explore, learn, share, and embrace life's big questions. So what better place to talk about spiritual stuff than here with you guys on the podcast? Thanks so much for being here. Oh, it's our pleasure. Wonderful. Well, I think one place that I would love to start, we heard this fabulous introduction about the two of you and where you've come from as far as a professional standpoint. But let's start with you, Robin. Who is Robin Brecker behind all of that? Mm, that's a good question. Who is the soul in this body in this lifetime, right? <laughs> so <laughs> It's been a journey. That's what I will say for me. My journey started without me really knowing, I would say, when my dad passed away when I was 12. And that profoundly impacted my life overnight. I didn't grow up in a home where 
we talked about what happens when you die. And for no reason, that wasn't something that we discussed. And so I didn't really understand that. What I understand now is that we never really die. But so to me, when my dad was gone, he was gone. And so that made me grow up very quickly overnight. And there I was living in Chicago, which is home to Oprah. And yes, I know that Oprah is obviously a global phenomena and person as well as brand. So my dad passed away in 1987. We were living in a suburb of Chicago and Oprah was a constant for me, especially after he passed away. My mom and I would talk about all the topics on the Oprah show on a daily basis. So that very much was part of the framework of my life. And as I grew, I had this vision and really that was solidified for me in a dream while I was in high school. That was very real in that I was going to work for Oprah. At the time, there was no such thing as the internet. This was back in the early nineties. And so I just figured I was going to study media production and I would go help and somehow be a producer on her show. And that is really what I focused on when I went to college. And then after college, I did apply. It took time before I actually got that position. And so before that, what I didn't realize was a blessing was that I was able to secure a position at Nickelodeon when they were launching a network called Noggin, which is the the baby of Nickelodeon and PBS. And I was able to help launch that network. And it was the first on-air online television network. So it was something where I was able to pick up all these skills because that's when the internet started to emerge. Then soon after, I still kind of had my pulse on what was going on at Harpo. And they were looking for someone to join Oprah.com and start Oprah.com and be part of that launch team. And that's really how I got, I, I was, I had the background uh, with now I had the TV production behind me and I now had the digital knowing I still had more to learn. And so did so many people because it was just starting. And that's how I got my job with Oprah. I was there for almost 20 years and really helped to evolve that from a marketing side of the company to an actual business, a standalone business that really was the 24-7 place for all things Oprah. So I was able to work with all the people that came through those doors, which were all of these different spiritual teachers and thought leaders, as well as all her entities, right? So we had the show, we had the magazine, philanthropy, radio, as well as what we were producing from an original standpoint through Oprah.com. And so it was the found, it has been the foundation of my life. And then I met Karen in 2018. So that's somewhat in a nutshell, and I'm sure there'll be more that comes out, but really my goal really is to help others. And so I was able to do that through my work for Oprah. And now Karen and I are doing that in a different way. And it's really helping to awaken people to remember who they are. And I think there's so many different ways to do that. I can see how in retrospect, just from the story that you shared, how everything lined up the way it was supposed to, how you got that work with Nickelodeon and did the work to get Noggin up and running and how that experience led you over to Oprah. And then being on Oprah, where you were exposed to the spiritual gurus and whoever else that she would have access to. 
and how it led you to where you are now. It's just really amazing. And I know, Robin, we talked about some of the synchronicities as well within our lives and how we had these deaths in our family. It was my grandmother as well when I was, you know, in my teens. And then these kind of really profound dreams as well. It sort of helped pave the way for different reasons. So I really love the parallels and the synchronicities with that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And for me, really, just to circle back with my dad, I ended up becoming reconnected with him in 2010. And that really changed my perspective on life and death. I had already had my own awakenings working with Eckhart Tolle and Elizabeth Lesser and Gary Zukov from 2000 to 2010. But then 2010, for whatever reason, that was the year that a spiritual medium came into my life, reconnected me with my dad. And then I, it just opened up a whole other door of curiosity to what is possible, what is out there, who are we, what is energy and all that. So I love it. I, I love that. Yeah, that, that's great. And I love the for whatever reasons. I love that because it's like, oh, we know exactly who's behind it, but we just... It's just amazing how it works out. (laughs) Exactly. And then it leads to understanding that we can do this ourselves, right? And now past 2018, I know that I can actually talk to my dad on a daily basis, connect with spirit, which I'm sure we'll talk about. It's an ongoing, ever evolving journey. And I'm just grateful to be aware and, and in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Karen, can you share a little bit about you behind that amazing intro that we gave earlier? Tell us a little bit more about you from you. Yeah, sure. So Robin and I love to laugh about the fact that our backgrounds are so different in terms of how we were raised and where we come from. I'm the oldest of six children, Catholic family, obviously. (laughs) And I was raised by a very metaphysical mother and grandmother. So I had a very, very enriched childhood. I would come home from school very often and there'd be a tarot card reader or a medium sitting at my kitchen table having coffee with my mom. That's great. And also very often they would show up and have dinner with us, along with my Benedictine monk father's brother. So these were the guys who wore the robe priests, and they would sit at one end of the table debating with the astrologers and the tarot readers all about religion and spirituality. And the six of us sat in the middle just trying to figure out what it all meant. So... My mom was just really a crusader, I think, in so many ways. She she was spiritual through and through, very, very attached to her Catholic faith, as was my grandmother, but just curious. She was one of the first people to learn under Louise Hay. Wow. She packed her bags and went out to California and studied with her. And then my grandmother was also very Catholic, deathly afraid of anything that wasn't within the proper of the church, but so curious and would find these astrologers and healers and send them to my mom. So that was kind of my upbringing. And I too was, you know, in the video world, video production, I went to work for AT&T when it was really the apple of its time. And I remember just marveling walking into those buildings and seeing how much money they were putting behind all of the technology and and storytelling around how the world was really changing. Um, And I was really fortunate to be part of that. And then when they started talking about television production, so all the telecom companies got into TV And so I was able to lead some of that work as well and and create some original programming for them doing that. But very much like Robin, I got to a point in my career where I really wanted to tell stories about meaningful things. And I felt I was in in a place that I loved and that was paying me great money to do just that, but I wasn't fulfilled. And I really still loved 
all this mind, body, spirit conversation. I too watched Oprah like everybody else and really loved what she was diving into and just wanted more and more and more of it. And so when she went to start her own network, own her, um, the Oprah Winfrey network, I was fortunate to be sitting at that upfront when all of that content that she was creating was presented. And I remember thinking to myself, own was partnering at discovery with at the time discovery owns a whole slew of different networks, TLC and ID and HGTV and food. And I was thinking, wow, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, Oprah could kind of corral content around this mind, body, spirit conversation, really, that was starting to evolve at the time. So I decided to quit my job and pitch myself over at Discovery to see if I could figure out a way to convince them that starting a network like that would be a great idea. And so um, I was there for about a year working literally in the digital part of the business, which was really evolving quickly, as we all know. And Oprah reached out to my boss and saw that calm and headspace were starting to evolve as digital apps in the meditation space. And she wanted to know if we could create something similar, utilizing all the content from own, from the Oprah show, from super soul, from her digital platforms. And so I was, I was tasked with leading tasked was, it was like a dream come true opportunity for me because I realized, well, that was why I was at discovery. I was there to help herald this new Oprah app into reality. And, and that's how I met Robin. I, I was on the digital side for discovery and she sat on the other side for Oprah on the own side. Oh, I love that. And I love that your backgrounds are so different as well. And how interesting having that Catholic background, a lot of the guests that I've had on with that Catholic background didn't really have that freedom to explore with mediums and tarot and things like that. So it's really interesting to see the different dynamics, even within the same religion. Yeah. I mean, gosh, what a blessing for you to be open to all of it, really. Oh, it was great. And I, and just as I love showing how our two very, very different paths though, yeah, ended up leading us to work on something together. Yeah. And it's interesting when you, you know, when Karen and I think, you know, and you, every, I would say that people listening probably will know what I'm talking about. When you meet certain people in your life, there is this knowing it's like an immediate knowing. And honestly, I've only had that a few times in life, right? Cause there's only a few people in your life time that are going to be that significant. And when I saw Karen, it was as if, and this hasn't had happened to me in terms of seeing this. I literally saw her like as light, like there was light coming out of her, like, and almost like an arrow, like this one. Oh my this, gosh, like an know? aura. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was crazy. And I've had like the feeling with other people when I saw my husband, I, I heard a voice. I mean, there's certain things, but with Karen, it was light. And then for us, we knew we were supposed to work together because we worked on this project. We had our hearts in it. Karen thought that's why she was there. I thought that's why I had stayed as long as I had working for Oprah, which I loved, but I was ready to move on. I knew that I had this this yearning for something else. I just didn't know what it was. And when this project came along, I thought, oh, that's why I'm still here. The project didn't end up going forward. We, we had presented it to Oprah. There were other things going on that precluded her from moving forward with discovery on that particular project, which was so devastating to the two of us. However, for me, it was clarity. 
I knew that I needed to move on. And I had these other spiritual experiences that had happened in those months we were working on that project. I happened to talk to a medium, an energy healer, a shaman, an astrologer, another medium, a psychic that I didn't know I was going to meet. And most, except for all but one, kind of just came into my life without me trying. And none of them knew each other. Only one knew me prior. And they all told me the same thing, basically. It was same theme, sometimes same phrases, same timing. They all had these different expertise, yet they were telling me I was going to leave my position at OWN. I was going to start my own show and write books and all these other things, but that it wouldn't happen overnight, that it would happen after 2020. And rem- and this is in 2018. Wow. But it gave me clarity. I knew that there was hope, right? I didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but I started to do that soul work. And when Karen and I met after we found out that project wouldn't move forward, we were sitting in a meeting we always say was aptly named a postmortem call <laughs> with our team. And I started talking about this article I had just written called The Night a Medium Changed My Life, because it was the first time I was really talking about how an actual medium changed my whole perspective on things. And everyone in that meeting really wanted to talk about the afterlife. It was just this really lively interesting discussion, but we had to talk about why we were really there. So I said, hey, we have to get going on this meeting, but don't worry about it. We'll talk about it on my show one day. And I remember everyone, including Karen, looking at me like, what is she talking about? And then Karen called me after, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, I really was devastated. I felt like I'd come such a long way with this big dream, this big idea that was We literally just stood in front of Oprah with this incredible idea, and I just couldn't understand why the universe would have led me so far, led us as a team so far, and then have us hit the wall this way. It just didn't make any sense. Sure, sure. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. And so when Robin said that, it just sparked something in me. And and I called her and and Robin and I often say we didn't have these conversations. I didn't know that the level of seeking she was really doing. So anyway, I called her and she told me a lot of, of this story. And I said, you know, I have this presentation that I put together. It helped me get my job. It has a, it's a vision of a network. I'd love to share it with you and, and let me know what you think. And so she called me a ha- about a half hour later in tears. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And she said, Karen, I love the idea. It's it's great. It's bigger than a show. Yes, let's do it. But you have to know, do you know what you you saved that file with a certain name? And I said, I had no idea, Robin. I have 20 different versions of that deck. And she's like, Karen, the name of the file was my presentation. So clever. 11, 17, 15, which was the day I saved it. And, she, and Robin said, Karen, 1117 are my numbers. That's my father's birthday. That is my sign. And from that moment on, it, we knew that that we needed to, to work together. And it was it was just a beautiful way, a beautiful affirmation from Robin's dad, uh, from which we've had many. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's very active in this, uh, this project <laughs> we're working on together. Yes. yes. It was really it was incredible. Yeah. And, and it really made us realize that our partnership was really the essence of what we wanted to create, which was this passion and this 
real drive to help other people the way all these modalities have helped us. There's so much curiosity. There's so much yearning. There's so much wonder that exists within all of these practices. And so many practitioners that we've met have inspired us in so many ways. And so after that conversation, we literally started meeting on a, on a daily basis and put together a script for a pilot that we shot that really mirrored Robin's journey that she had taken with those mediums. We really wanted to test it out to see if it would work with other people. And it did. The, the show in itself was so inspiring and really did a we, what we thought was a wonderful job of showing how one person can go to three or four different people, different modalities completely, and still find a thread that would unify those experiences. And so um, so we took that pilot and we started shopping it around right before COVID hit. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think we hit some walls at the beginning because people really couldn't see the vision of it. They couldn't quite understand. Some were afraid of it, candidly, but I think some couldn't quite see the vision. And the larger vision of the, the show was that we really wanted to partner it with this app this digital platform where people could watch yeah. the show, but then be inspired to take action. So we, we like to call it a view and do. So they would watch and then they would have a destination to go learn more. Right. And we That's felt right. that that was a unique combination that would not only allow yeah. people to be educated, entertained and inspired by what we put up on the show, but then also have their own personalized experience that they could have for themselves. That sounds wonderful because I feel like there are a lot of shows out there. For instance, I think of the Gaia Network and how they have all of these shows besides the yoga and everything. Yeah. Some guidance on mm -hmm. how to implement a lot of what is seen or learned from the shows sounds like just a natural yeah. next step, especially with the Internet and everything being so readily available. Yeah. yeah. Very clever. But it didn't really take, you said. Well, well, so yeah, it's not that it didn't take. I think for us, what, what, what happened was is we went and pitched it to executive producers that are very much used to working within a given format. It's hard to take risks in Hollywood, as we all know. And I think for the most part, when we did pitch this, the vision was more, how do we orchestrate this in a way that gets more attention, right? That train wrecks things up a bit more so that people buzz and start talking about it. And Robin and I very early on felt that that was not the right approach for us and for the viewers that we wanted to reach. We very much were about authenticity and really wanting to inspire people by real yeah. life stories. And we didn't feel like that needed to be contrived in any way. So it was, it was frustrating at first. Well, and knowing that like, you know, from my experience with producing stories and so forth for Oprah, you don't need to do that. You really don't need to train wreck things up in order to get people to watch and so right. to Karen's And we point, so believed like, that we were our own audience in a certain way. We knew what we wanted to watch. We knew what would inspire others. And we, we saw through doing this pilot how it could really work. So um, we, stuck to, we stuck to our guns. And it was a really testament, I think, to our partnership early on as we started to really build on what do we stand for? What do we want this brand to be? How do we want people to feel about what we create? So then COVID hit and we realized that we couldn't go out and proactively pitch. No, it was even difficult to do any production, as we all know, at that point in time. So we really leaned into 
creating this digital database of healers and practitioners that we felt could really strongly add value to our platform. And so we would have these sessions with practitioners and we really began to create a large extended team of people that we would, we could and did start to recommend to others. And that actually led to us creating our podcast seeking center. Cause we met so many great people. We thought, Oh my gosh, we should record this and start to share it with other seekers um, who could also benefit from those experiences. So that's how our podcast began. Oh, very exciting. And that was one of my questions. So I love that you brought that up because a lot of times I feel like people have these great conversations that would be amazing to share with others if only they were recorded. So how wonderful to create that platform in addition to. And I want to talk about that experience that you had with the multiple mediums and psychics and shamans and everything and how there was that common thread. I love that you were able to look at the messages that you received through the common thread and not just as like, oh, this person said this, but this person didn't say it exactly like that because it is about the common thread, right? You're so right. That's so true. And I think think one of the gifts that I've been given and I think Karen's been given is this gift of being able to translate it for both ourselves, but also really for others. Because I think if you are somewhat new to this space and new to these types of experiences, you might miss some of it. There were really, in my experience, certain phrases that were exactly the same, but that doesn't always happen. But there's no question that the same themes would come up. For instance, when we worked with this, you know, first of all, we've worked with now many people and helped them create soul plans and actually helped them create the same experiences that I've had that now Karen's had, because it really helped them move forward in life. Really, when you're at a crossroads, these are resources that can help you. And so what we found, though, when we shot the pilot with a woman who hadn't had as many experiences. She had had a few in her life, but she wasn't as versed in it. When we were sitting in these different sessions with her, we could very clearly see the same messages and even the same phrases. But when you're in it, you don't hear it. And you actually almost forget your own life story. And so what we had done prior to her starting these experiences was actually capture her story. So I actually knew her story very, very thoroughly. And so when we were in these sessions and things would come up and she would be taking it in, I would actually a lot of times jump in and say, wait, don't you remember when you worked there? And what about that? And doesn't that make sense for this? And she was like, oh my God, yes. So it's actually having that help. It's like, I like to consider myself a spiritual BFF. And I think that's what Karen is as well. Because you kind of need that person there who's objectively looking at it, but can translate and and actually help you remember your own life (laughs) and then help you come up with the plan for what do you do with these messages? What do you do? Because you can have the experiences and they can profoundly stay with you. But then how do you take the guidance and actually help someone hold them accountable and have them take action to actually make change in their lives? That is what we want to do as we go forward on a very large scale. So this show will get made in some way, shape or form in the next year, year and a half. But there will be other programming 
both a streaming network as well as a digital platform, having the resources, the products, the community there to also help people move forward with their lives. Oh, that's wonderful. And to make a comment from a psychic medium's perspective, that's why a lot of the times we tell the sitters, you know, just sit on it. No doesn't always mean no, right? That's or right. I don't remember because you're right. You're kind of processing a lot of what the person's telling you, along with trying to remember things in your life. And maybe the message isn't even for you. So a great example of why we don't take no as a no. We take it as take it back with you and, and see what comes from it. Yeah, <laughs> so true. So I am curious now, Karen, have you, well, probably since this experience, have you seen a psychic medium yourself? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Robin and We've I have seen hundreds. Yes. <laughs> we do a lot of things. In fact, I almost require Robin to be with me because I have the deer in headlights when these things go down. And <laughs> no, very so often, it's here. true, I really don't pick up on exactly what is being said because of what Robin just said. You are trying to drink in so much information that it can be hard to process. So... Yeah, I'm going right down the same path, right right behind her. <laughs> yeah, we've now collectively, we've talked to really hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of practitioners so that we can find trusted practitioners in order to recommend to others. Sure. So that is actually one of our missions is to validate people so that we feel good about recommending them to others. So, um, so <laughs> yes, we've really... <laughs> had many shared experiences. <laughs> oh, I love and, it. And also I think the other the other part of it for me that I've really loved so much is the storytelling of the actual practitioners themselves. So many people have been so courageous and have had gifts from when they've been young and have just put them aside and have have waited really for the right time to revive maybe is the word you could use them, you know, to really act upon them. And I just love being able to share their story of, of courage and how their modality is customized by their own life experiences. So that's been really fun to share as well as the modalities themselves. Yes, I love that. I always say with this profession, you can't fake anything because life experience and you as an individual are so involved in the work of sitting with the sitter, being that messenger, that medium between spirit and the physical yeah. person in front of you. It's embodying all of you past, present, future uh, and just it, all experiences. So you can't, you can't really fake anything. Well, you know, for the people who are doing the legitimate work and who work with integrity, you either have the energy to do it at that time or you can't. There's, it's really hard to fake it or, or muster energy. Well, I take that back because if you're working with spirit, I feel like the energy comes from them, but it can be definitely right. hard to fake yeah. anything especially with working from a place of integrity. But you're right. Life experience is very important as well for the medium, for references. Now, one of you is a medium, right? Yeah. Well, we both actually are intuitive. So we both are connected ah. to spirit. Yeah. I, I'm actually a medium. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. I am, which is oh, such awesome. a gift. But we both of us are intuitives and connecting ah. to spirit on a daily basis now. And we can now say, you know, we know this is real because we can do it. <laughs> and, you know, also Reiki. 
practitioners. We've been diving into that. Oh, I love it. I believe that Reiki (laughs) is the gateway to really downloading, I think, is these these gifts. We've seen so many of the people that we've talked to. Reiki was sort of the start of it all. It sort of opened up the channel for them (sighs) to really uh, tune into their, their spiritual centers and really to be able to pick up on messages, whether they practice tarot or mediumship or, or whatever. It's, it's really been exciting to kind of see how that is sort of a thread that we've connected with a lot of people that we've spoken to. Yeah, we dove in <laughs> completely, you know, we just, you know, we can't wait to continue to learn and, and share and, and do what we can to help others heal themselves. Right, because everybody is so capable. I love that you brought up that about the Reiki. So, because I, from, uh, you know, speaking from personal experience, that was part of my intuitive journey was getting into energy healing. I was doing an energy healing on a friend's husband and it was remote. And as we're doing it, a, a woman popped in. So it was like, that's when I knew like the mediumship was also part of my path. I already had a feeling, but that really helps. And I think it's because when you're doing healing work, you're in a space of love and compassion and such a high vibe space. And you are doing this work with the other side and entities from the other side and, you know, their guides and your guides and whoever. And it's just such this loving bubble of healing energy, remote in person doesn't matter. And so what better place to really be in tune, almost in a meditative state, though you're still working, but in a state where you can connect. So I love that. I think that makes a lot of sense that a lot of people's maybe spiritual or mediumship journeys started in a place of doing healing work. Makes total sense. Robin, when did you get to a place where you started to call yourself a psychic medium? You know, for me, it was, I I spent that summer of 2018 really studying intuition and mediumship and then diving more into it as that year progressed. And so I would say somewhere in 2019, I started my, and my teacher, Lisa Nitzkin, would make me say it. So if I didn't actually call myself, she would, she had this bell and she would, she would hit that bell anytime we were on the phone or I was, you know, in her presence, she like had that bell and she'd be like, you are, because I would always defer to her. And you may be this way too. I, I feel like I'm still evolving that gift. I'm still practicing that gift. And I feel like she's much more experienced, much more practiced. She can understand her symbol dictionary much better than I than yeah. I can understand my own. <laughs> so it does take so much practice, but I realize I am able to receive those messages and connection. And it makes me realize that if you practice, you can too, <laughs> because I would never have thought that. Ever. And we all have these gifts and some are, are, some come to us more easily, you know, for some people that Reiki energy healing may be easier than the connecting with a loved one or angels or spirit guides. We can all sing. We're not all good. It's all about the that's true. It's the practicing, right? That's so funny. So every time you hear a bell, is it like Pavlov's dog? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, 
And we, we laugh about it all the time because there's, <laughs> there's several of us that yeah. studied with Lisa together. And that bell is just like, you, everyone knows, you know, when we're, <laughs> we're with her. She's become a very good friend. So oh, that's it's good. just very, it, it is. Yeah. It like ingrains in you deeper. Like every time someone rings a bell. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> what great way. Yes. The other thing we can offer to people listening, because I think a lot of people struggle with that idea that they can really do it. I, I like Robin, I believe that everybody has in, intuitive abilities and the more you practice, the better you become at it. But we do this thing in our newsletter every week, Robin and I, where we do what we call our weekly download. And it's something that everybody can do. And we really take a few, just a few minutes and we just literally tune in and we invite angels and guides to come and be with us as we do that, the intention is set for please deliver whatever message we need for this week to share with others. And we write down exactly what we feel comes to us. And we share that every week. And that it's not a mediumship practice so much, but it is very much setting that intention of please deliver messages and then utilizing yourself as a vessel to deliver that and not filter, but just let it all come through. So it's a really lovely practice for anybody to try as they're trying their own skill set and, and, and trying to fine tune their own mediumship abilities. Oh yes, absolutely fabulous. And I must say you guys have a wonderful newsletter too. So I would recommend it to anybody and I'll put your link in the show notes so that they can subscribe to that because it's a very nice thorough newsletter. I look at it every time it comes into my (laughs) inbox. (laughs) So I absolutely love it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So I'm curious, do you guys have spirit guides that you mm. know and work with? Robin, let's talk about Bob. Go first? Can we talk about Bob? Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about Bob. <laughs> you know, I know we both have several that we know of. I would say that my dad is just, my dad and Karen's grandmother are probably the oh strongest gosh. for each of us. <laughs> I was just, sorry. I was just earlier when we were talking about your guys' experience with mediumship and everything, I was just looking at you, Karen, and I was like, oh, grandma is strong. Like, grandma's here strong. And I should have said something. Oh, well, there you go. Lauren. I brought her up because she wanted to be known. She wanted to be known. She was like, well, if wow. Laura's not going to say anything, then Robin's going to bring me up. She's a force. Oh, she is wow. a force. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's a force. The two of them are, are forces. And I would say to everyone listening that, and you probably talked about this on your podcast, but not all deceased loved ones are also spirit guides. But in our case, my dad is definitely one of my spirit guides and maybe even a primary, I would say primary for me. And same with Karen's grandmother. And so I really, I talk to my dad all day, every day, all day, every day, and really... I would say probably loudest in the morning because he helps me get ready for my day, prepare for what may be coming. And then for me, it's these other spirit guides as well as just my spirit team and that connection to spirit overall. I get visions. I get messages in my mind each morning. Mm -hmm. Most of the time cannot understand why I'm seeing things, why certain people will pop up in my head. And then I'll, I'll sometimes I'll say to my husband, just remember I said this person's name because they're, somehow they're going to, I'm going to run into them or they're going to reach out. And I don't know why I haven't talked to them in 20 years. Just remember, you know, um, but yeah. I need a witness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My dad is probably my strongest, but then I have others that I work with for different reasons. I know they represent different parts 
of what I'm here to accomplish. And they're here to really help me. And I, and I feel that way about angels yeah. as well. Asking on a regular basis, I have found for me, my angels of guides have shifted too over my lifetime. So, I, you know, my son was really ill when he was a little baby and I had a couple of extra and, and their names would literally come to me. So I knew that they were around to help me with that particular event in my life. As I know now from work situations, moving, there are different ones that come and show up based on their specialty and connection with you. So it's also part of our regular practice. We call them in all the time to help us with this mission that this big vision that we have for what we want to do in the world. And we believe that there's many behind us, many, many, many actually that are giving us the energy and inspiration to continue because, you know, you get a big idea and you have, it, it takes a lot of energy to keep yourself moving forward and, and to trust that you're really on the right path. So we believe that the only reason we're even here today and have come this far together is because of that incredible spirit team we have behind us. Yeah, I agree. When you work with spirit, they give you the energy and the stamina Exactly. to keep going. Yes. I can see that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who's Bob? Bob is my dad. Bob's your Sorry. dad. Okay. Got it. Yes. <laughs> I was like, we're so excited yes. about Bob. Who yes. is this guy? <laughs> oh yeah. Bob. He goes oh. by Bob slash Robert. He's always showing up as Bob slash Robert for people. But he's a force. Yes, he, he really is. Yeah. I can see that. Definitely. And I think the other thing to talk about too, and talking about teams and, and spirit guides in general is also signs. And they, I feel spirit is also always sending signs. So even if, you're not able to connect with them in the way that maybe the three of us can, where you can like hear them in your mind or have this knowing you might actually see physical signs in the real world, whether that's a license plate, a song that comes on a billboard, the name of a waiter or waitress that you, at a restaurant, like there's all these different ways that they can show themselves in your life yeah. to let you know they're with you, you know? So it's like paying attention to what you see all around you. I'm always looking for those little breadcrumbs, which is what I like to call them. Yeah. Or even like file names, right? <laughs> I mean, like file names. I mean, and you know, I can't tell you now, there have been several significant conversations where Karen and I are talking and we're telling our story and we tell that story. And to the person that we're talking to, 1117, is an extremely important date in their lives. Either they lost someone significant as well on that wow. date, or it's their birthday, or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. you're part of this too. <laughs> Did you know you're part of this? It's, it just becomes again that thread. Yeah. You can't deny. And it it never ceases to amaze us. That's the thing. Even though it happens now a bit more regular than it did, we're always like, oh my God, you know, look for that in your own life. Oh, I totally agree. Yes. People need to pay attention, yeah. be aware, see what resonates with you. Is it a song? Is it a phrase? What is it that you continue to hear over and over and why? You know, ask yourself why. And spirit's great in the sense that they'll kind of come back and repeat yeah. a lot of it over and over. Like, Robin's thing is license plates. Oh, I don't know what it one. is, but oh, 
I never see even three letters that are the same. But for whatever reason, Robin gets constant messages through through license plates. And so so the point is, is that, like Robin said, it's it's looking for them and inviting spirit to show themselves to you and paying attention when they do. Yeah, I'm trying to find right now. Oh, gosh, I don't know. If I'll, I'll have to send it to you probably when we're done here. A license plate that I got a picture of because going back to that thread, ones and sevens are my number two. And I found a license plate with ones, sevens and LW. Oh, my God. So wow. it was a license. Take. I'll find the picture. I'll send it to you. When I saw that, I was like, Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yes, it was so crazy. Right away, I knew it was a sign. And that's the thing, too. Like when you open up to all the signs, spirit is very chatty. Yes. <laughs> they yes. have a lot to talk about and share. There's a lot of signs and a lot of communicating very going much. on. It's really yeah. exciting when you start to be... <laughs> open and aware. I think life is just more fun. 100%. So to help wrap up this amazing interview that we have had so far, I was wondering if each of you could share a message either from your guides or whoever is meant to come through for the listener. So a timeless message for the listener for the time Mm. that they listen to this. I would say for me, just because this actually has been coming to me over the last few days, over and over, is don't let anyone ever dull your shine. I just Mm. need to say that. That is something that I just think, no matter what, allow yourself to radiate, allow yourself to sparkle. And if anyone tries to really squash squash that light, remember that is you inside coming out. You want to always radiate that kind of light because that's who you are at your core. And so don't let anyone dull your shine is what I would say. I love Love it. I actually have a notebook that has that on the front of it. And I just, I adore it. You do? I do. I do. My mom gave it to me. Little did you know. That's crazy. I mean, not that that's the, it's the most original thing, but I had no idea. That is like the last several days, especially, and I keep saying it to my daughter, just, you know, you never know what's going on with teenagers and yeah. making their yeah. feelings and there's always stuff. And I'm like, don't let anyone dull your shine. Uh, love it. I think, I think my thought was similar. One of the practitioners that we saw took me through a lovely session. And the message that I got from my guides that sticks with me all the time, because so many of us, were always so judgy of ourselves. We're always so self-critical. We're always laying out laundry list after laundry list of things that we should be, do, accomplish, right? In this lifetime. And it's just so easy to compare notes with everybody around us on, are we doing enough? Are we doing too I think for me, the message I got from her and my guides was my only job in this lifetime is to be the best Karen I can be. And that message always helps me so much. So no matter what's going on, no matter if I failed or succeeded, it's just a lovely benchmark to kind of cling to at all times because it really is true. We're just here. We're in this earth school to do the best that we can. And to Robin's point when what she said, we're, we are here to shine. We are here to be our best selves. And we're always so convinced by others. We can be convinced by others that we're just not enough. And that's that whole feeling of self-worth is just such a, 
a fallacy. We're just here to be our best selves. That, that is all we're being asked to do. And it just takes the pressure off a little bit, doesn't it? Gives you a little bit of an exhale just to show up and just, just to be and be yourself and let, let yourself shine wherever you are. Oh, I love it. And I love that the messages really synergistically work with each other. So thank you guys so much for your time. That's how, we roll. That's, how <laughs> That's how you guys work. I love it. Thank you so much for everything and for, and for uh, Grandma and Bob <laughs> for being here too and being a part of this. So we just... Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for the opportunity. We're so grateful to be connected with you and to be on this journey together. There's so much more to do. Mm -hmm. There is a lot to do. And it's always great to connect with other like-minded people. So thank you so much. Thank you. was another episode of a guided life podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, love and light always. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.